For Theater Talk on WBFO, I'm Anthony Chase. And I'm Peter Hall. And I guess we need to talk about Faith Healer, most compellingly because it is the only play we saw this week. Things are just getting up and running. But Faith Healer, that's Brian Friel, great Irish playwright. And coming to Shays on Tuesday is Girl from the North Country, a musical by Connor McPherson, great Irish playwright. These are a great two weeks to be Irish. You don't have to wait till March. No, you don't. But you, but you, of course, do not need to be Irish to appreciate this remarkable play, which has so much to recommend it. And, and this production, in particular, the wonderful cast. It is so good to see Vincent O'Neill back on the stage. He had had health issues, but he clearly worked up his strength and played Teddy, who delivers the third of the four monologues. But also good to see Paul Todaro back on stage. We have not seen him featured this way for quite a long time, and it's a terrific role for him. The role of Frank Hardy, a faith healer who travels around, not Ireland, but Scotland and Wales, because he has a gift. He has a gift to heal which is an unreliable gift in which he fears is diminishing. He might fear it's diminishing, but the part I've personally found fascinating was he's never really sure if it's going to work, but on certain nights, the faith healing, he gets a feeling and then it happens. And I think that's true of all of us, no matter what your activity is, baking Christmas cookies. Some years they don't turn out well, and other years you say, this is it, it's all coming together. <laughs> I just found that so fascinating. Well, what I remember, and interestingly, this is a play about unreliable memories, but I remembered it the opposite way. I remembered that he knew when it was not going to happen. Absolutely, he knew that. And it is a play about faith, but it's also a play about loss of faith. It is a play about healing, but it is also a play about inflicting injury. And you get monologues from three characters. Frank, who is the faith healer, has the first and the last, and then his wife, or is she his wife, has the second one. We have an intermission, we come back, and the third character, the faith healer's manager, agent, Teddy, a cockney man, has the third monologue. And in that monologue, we get a lot of detail. Each tells the same stories. Each tells about a remarkable night when Frank healed an entire audience of nine or ten people, the birth of a stillborn child, the relationship between Frank and Grace, and then the fateful night when Frank dies, uh, which happens in the mythical town of Ballybeg, which is featured in many Brian Friel plays. It does not exist, but the climactic scene of this play, told three times, happens in the town of Ballybeg, not far outside of Donegal. But what an ending, as Frank is describing that last night and dropping these little clues, and you see what's going to come. And there's some particular mention of certain objects, and you just see it, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. You know it's going to happen, and Frank does too. It's a wonderfully powerful ending to the play. I was very impressed. Very like Rashomon, and I'm by far not the first person, I'm sure, to make that observation that the Kurosawa film where a succession of characters tell the same story, and in their telling, they distort, they lie, they misremember in a way that allows them to present their ideal self. But their mistakes are fabulously revealing, and it is why this play is so admired. It's a leisurely play. It is the four monologues. It does have an intermission. I will say it's very difficult to design for the circular Andrews Theater where the play is being performed. Josephine Hogan's direction is very good, and if you've been around Buffalo long enough, you have seen her play the role, Grace, which on this occasion is played by Margaret Massman, who is 
formidable. He gets a great deal of mileage out of the second monologue where Grace tells her accounting of the story. Requires careful listening because you will not know until the following monologue where she has erred. And it is in the tiny details that these characters reveal themselves in their little mistakes, in their little distortions. A big shout out to the lighting designer, Jason Clark. The way the play opens, it looks like an Edward Hopper painting. The clothing, the chiaroscuro, the bright light and the dark shadows, very dramatic. And each monologue is given a moment of, of grand intensity. The physicality of the space, I think that you never know, the set designer working in collaboration with the director, how these decisions are made. But oddly, for a set that is seemingly minimal, I, I found excessive, particularly since in a long evening of monologue, we were obliged to sit through scene changes and a banner which is referred to very, very frequently. At any given moment, half the audience could not see it. No need to have it at all. But the production moves well in that space, and it is imbued with a kind of stark grayness, darkness and light, which you've just described, which is very effective. The good news is it's up at Irish Classical all the way through the end of the month, January 28th. Plenty of opportunities, so get there to the Andrews Theatre. It's right there in the Theatre District. For Theatre Talk on WBFO, I'm Peter Hall. And I'm Anthony Chase.